Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? TalkSTL.com real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the war room of the O'Keefe Think Tank, this is Real Spoilers episode 152, the box office report for the week ending January 17th, Year of Our Lord. 2017. Boom. And how about that? I don't think we could say our Lord. Year of some people's Lord. Uh, various Lords. I'm still writing Year of Our Lord 2016. On, I, I say 17? Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's because it's you January 2017. I did. That's awesome. <laughs> so most people stick on the past year. You yeah, actually go to go, future years. Yes. Okay. I'm a visionary. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm always looking forward. That's very... I have the same problem. I still, I'm still writing George Bush on all my checks. <laughs> <laughs> the first one. The first one. Yeah. H.W. <laughs> so anyway, the box office report. Yeah. Uh, before we dig too much in, we'll go around and everyone can introduce themselves so we can get to our guest and he can start joining in. This is Dan. This is Kevin. And this is Tom, if I'm still alive a year from now. <laughs> are we actually broadcasting from the future? Uh, yeah, we are. Is that okay. Well, we do have a flux capacitor in here. Oh, true. It's not on. It's not on, but... Well, yeah, because it's... It's 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 out of plutonium. I didn't want it to overheat. It just got me here. (laughs) See, it all makes sense. Our guest... He's can't wait to join in on all this. <laughs> no, wait, he just left. Yeah. Oh yeah, shut is, the door uh, behind you. Is John Lanius? He is the executive director of Vidzu Media. That is correct. With a government past, that's just kind of vague. I like it that way, though. Well, of course. Yeah, and uh, we've known each other for a long time. If, if you uh, if you live in St. Louis, you might remember the Joe and John show. And he was Joe, oddly enough. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was kind of weird. I thought it was the other way around. Yeah, so. It's what they wanted you to think. Yeah. It's, it's like all theater of the mind, right? It's yes. all theater of the mind. It's a head fake. And just a little bit more uh, trivia, he performed my wedding ceremony, the second one, the one I liked. Yes, the good one. <laughs> the good it's one. the one I liked. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's some epic pictures online of that. Yes. I mean, we looked incredible. <clears throat> we did. I well, I can't tell you how much, how I was trying to get to a certain weight level and that last, that last two weeks. The home stretch. Oof. Yeah. It was rough. Were was you a, hangry a lot? It was... It was all like turkey sausage and diuretics. 
That was all. <laughs> I'm like, I got a tux to get into. Damn How long it. has it been now? It's been almost a year. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, it'll be a year next uh, next month. So were you able to keep the weight off or? Not too bad. That's good. Well, you tell me. You look at me every day. Do I look significantly well, fatter? I don't look at you like that. Significant. <laughs> the key word is significantly. You look marvelous, I, Tom. <laughs> Dan's like, I'm not taking this bait. He's like, I've been married long enough to know not to answer those questions. These are trick questions. Yes, man. those jeans make you look adorable, Tom. <laughs> so, uh, shameless plugs, uh, the League of Show Shares were in full effect this week. Were they? They were. We, we got a couple new ones in here. Nice. Let's see if you can spot them. Uh, Librarian Cynthia. Oh, new one. Not new Good. one. Welcome to the I show, know. Librarian Cynthia. It's her doppelganger. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting if there was a second librarian, Cynthia? No way. Or an evil. An evil. Is she evil librarian? Or maybe there'd be a good librarian. Maybe she's the evil one. Oh. Oh. See. What do you think about that? Yeah. So uh, she she was a a twin, and she's got the scar on the side. Right. She's got the scar on the right, and the other one's got the scar on the left. Uh, Travis Tewitt. Not in radio. Chris, he is not in radio. Chris Sanders, who you can now freely discuss Gone Girl around. His oh wife finally bought him a copy of the DVD so he can go back and listen to our Gone Girl episode. And our tech support department finally helped him download episode 63. Yeah, he was having some problems, but he figured it out. So uh, The Ra- bill was in the mail, Chris. Yeah. Ryan Brydenbecker, uh, Tammy Sherman Powers, Lane LeVanway, uh, Disneyland Matt, waxes the monorail every morning. It's Which is a, not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> now, the entire monorail? The entire monorail. Well, I think he goes back and forth. He does, like, the red one and then the blue okay. one. And then, like, every other day. Now, does he just hang out the window with, like, a buffing pad and just, as it moves? I mean, he how does he special, cover? He has a special tunnel okay. that he that they slide the monorail in Ooh, gently. Uh, hold on. At first. <laughs> Cue the Barry White. <laughs> And then, uh, let's see, Tom Kaminsky, Brent Smith, Brian Kelly, Timmy Tuzunes, Tim O'Saban, past guest, Scott Gherkin from MESH, STL. Remember that band? On a Clear Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trevor Walker and Demetrius Marar, who uh, sounds a little bit like a Sherlock Holmes villain. Oh, Marar. Oh, Marar, curse you. (laughs) Next time. Yes, and uh, we don't have a new review this week. We have new ratings. Did you notice that? Our number of ratings went up, but our number of reviews did not. Oh, so like they were like, I'll write a review. They clicked the stars, and they were like, They're like, nah. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough. I've done enough for That's these That's what they people. asked us to do, but right? But we did get a nice comment uh, on, our pa- on our Facebook page from Andrew Ortman. Great. And he says, uh, I've been listening to this podcast since episode 30 or so, and aside from making me a little mad only once, I must say it's an absolutely superb podcast. Funny and very well-rounded with some guys with more experience, old-timey radio sound. I think that's you and me, Dan. <laughs> yeah. I, I, kinda I think we're the old, going here. old, we're the Al Jolsons of real spoilers. <laughs> we should take it all the way back and do like a 1920s radio show. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? With our mid-Atlantic accents. <laughs> Brought to you by Clabber Girl. Uh, they bring delightful commentary and the younger folk. Hey. Hey, younger folk. Yeah. Mix in for a very entertaining listen. I look forward to to, uh, to it each and every week. Even if it's a movie I would never watch and have no interest in seeing, I'm still very entertained. Uh, well done, gentlemen. Keep up the excellent work. I want to know nice. what we did to make them. I had to say, oh, and only once. Yeah, that's yeah. Kind of, well, yeah. First of all, kudos to yeah. us for only making them yeah. mad once. Yeah, that's, that's episode that's 30. Awesome. That's, I mean. Uh, we're going to have to bring the heat. Yeah. Like, that's, we can do better than that. So uh, and, and then finally, don't forget we're available on iTunes, so you can go there, rate and review us, and subscribe and all that. It helps us a lot. If people stumble across the podcast, they're not sure if we're trustworthy or worth their time. They see a lot of reviews. 
and they'll give us a shot. And that's happened. We've had people actually say that to us. So. You know what? So, and thank you for the excellent comment. Did we have we ever heard from him before? Is there is he like a new? I believe he's new, the name didn't right. ring okay. a bell. So. so I'm thinking maybe that's a pen name for Lane's mom. Oh, and she's finally, finally coming around. We finally, won over. But Lane's she can't mother. admit it, so she right. has to create a new Women. pseudonym. And yeah. yeah. So, mm. so uh, anyway, uh, that's uh, that's your shameless plugs. We will dive in to the box office report. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin, I do, Tom. And it looks like Star Wars: The Force Awakened finally was dethroned in week five because there's a what, a, what a failure, right? <laughs> it's actually only at uh, just shy of nine hundred million domestic. So, I mean, Oof, I, I guess they should just yeah. write that off now. But Ride Along 2 came out, so uh, the long-awaited sequel to the Kevin Hart Ice Cube comedy. Long-awaited? Uh, Wasn't it a year? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> like, how much quicker do you want them? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I was being facetious. Ride Along 2 made $33 million opening weekend, which, with the success of the first one, I think that's a little weak. What yeah, the first the, one I mean, it's not terrible box office, but... Didn't open I mean, to, like, 40 or 45? The original Ride Along opened to $41.5 million. Why is that in my head? I don't know. I, that is Why weird. do I remember stuff like that? It's well, a, you are Kevin Hart's official biographer, right? That's true. Well, so, uh, I'm I'm fascinated with any celebrity. But that it's I'm, a short that, story. So, that I'm taller I mean, than. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's so few. So with the success of that movie, I mean, it it ended up making 154 million worldwide on a 25 million dollar budget. I think a 33 million dollar opening, seven or eight less than the other, the first. Why? Yeah. You know that. But you know his movies. I mean, the one with Will Ferrell. I don't have the numbers on that, but that did really poorly. I mean, they lost yeah. a ton of money on that movie. So I don't know if it's a you know people need a break from Kevin Hart or if they, people have already seen Sisters and other comedies. You know, I'm not really sure what. Yeah. Why this did what? Although it did. I would think this targets a slightly different demo than Sisters. He said delicately. Well, I mean, but but <laughs> but honestly, though, I mean, you've said it before. Kevin Hart transcends. Yeah. Transcends race. I think it transcends. You know, a lot of different demographics. You have tons of people love Kevin Hart, and so he's a huge draw. Oh, absolutely. Draw. I mean, if he goes on, when he does stand up, he's playing, you know, huge. He's Auditor- playing stadiums. Yeah, yeah he's playing know? 20,000 seat Right. Venues, yeah. So, you know, I'm not really sure what this was, but I guess we'll have to wait and see what it does in the upcoming weeks. So, 33 million on that one. Number two, The Revenant took an 18% drop, second week wide release. So, 32.5 million, only missed out by half a million against Ride Along's opening weekend. That's in thirty, little over 3,500 theaters right now. It's at $90 million domestic. It's because uh, Americans love bear sex. Is that why? That's, that's why. <laughs> they love <laughs> the sweet, well, tender embrace. Only in certain communities, though. Right. Well, Jellystone Park. <laughs> Sure, and that's all I got. That's all you got. <laughs> I was like, "How many can he do?" <laughs> Go uh, on, Jellystone no. Park, etc. Yeah, uh, and so forth. <laughs> yeah, enough said. At so, all. <laughs> so, foreign. It's made twenty three million dollars. I don't think it had opened foreign yet last week. So you know, it's it's at about ninety million worldwide on its one hundred and thirty five million. It did win the Golden Globe for for best picture, and then did it win best director too? I believe it did. So I mean, I think that buzz is going to help it along. And then Leo's got the Oscar nom, and the movie has a ton of nominations he as well. An Oscar? Now, yeah. Oh, that, that's an Oscar nom. Yeah. Nom. That's a nom yeah. nom. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I got them mixed up. Well, and since uh, he's not up against Paul Dano. Yeah. What which a crime. Is, whew, I, was, I just assumed he was up. Then I looked at the list. I'm like, I'm sorry. Where's Paul Dano on this? Oh, he's not on it. That's odd. And I, I think if Sylvester Stallone was good enough for supporting Michael B. Jordan, should have been in there for. 
Yeah. For Creed. I, I think it's very odd. I mean, you know, obviously you everyone's probably heard, but the second year in a row is that Oscar's so white hashtag going around. None of the top twenty best actor, best actress, supporting, etc., none of them are of color. It's twenty white people up there, which I'm definitely not politically correct and I hate that kind of crap, but but if you deserve it, you deserve it. You know, I mean Yeah, and there have been some years where it's like you look at the stuff and you're like, Well, but you get th- it. Th- those movies maybe weren't quite right, Oscar right. caliber. So, but I I certainly don't think that that's the case. Exactly. And so it's like, I would never support a hashtag like that just to say, oh, they're all white. Why is that? And but, if, you, if you want to add insult to injury, here's a little piece of trivia. Straight Out of Compton got nominated for uh, Best Screenplay. Yeah. The guys that wrote it, white. Weird. So, and, so, and, and it's so not for like, Best Picture? So like a, a black movie. Yeah. I'm making it. Yeah, right. But obviously there were a lot of uh, African Americans involved in the creative element of right. that of that picture. And like the, but it like, gets snubbed like the, on Best Actor. The two lone white guys right. that yeah. worked on the film, they get Oscar nominations and nobody yeah, else. It's yeah, not up, it's not up for any Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor. And I don't think it's up for Best Picture, if I remember correctly. No. But no. it's up for Best Screenplay. And I, I even weird. get why there were no actor nominations out of that, because... It really is kind of like there's three stars of that movie, right. and so when you have a situation like that, it's pretty common for those three in award situations to kind of cancel each other out, yeah. and they kind of split the vote, and nobody can kind of sneak in. But a best picture, but a best picture, them all in there. best director, mm-hmm. because that movie was so good, yeah, and and it's it's uh it's subject matter especially from an oscar standpoint is kind of low end yeah. and, you know from what they would perceive it and so for them to take a story like that and make such a good movie out of it and not make it feel like just episodic so many of music biopics are they're like and then this happened yeah. and then this happened yeah. Yeah. and then this you know and so this didn't feel like that it felt like a cohesive story right it's 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 a really good movie but yeah well so. screenplay always seems to be kind of the fertile ground for the vanguard you know kind of the uh, more progressive votes yeah uh tend to be in screenplay uh, that's why tarantino you know it's like hey tarantino he's in there right also, though, I mean, the lack of Ridley Scott is a bit baffling. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, and, and especially after what happened at the Golden Globes, which was such a joke, I guess literally, yeah. uh, the Ridley Scott winning Best Director for his comedy, The Martian, yeah. Yeah. and Matt Damon winning <laughs> Best Actor for his comedy performance in The Martian. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to explain the Golden Globes. They're like, is it a comedy? I didn't think it was a comedy. I was like, no. No, just yeah. because there's first of all, the Golden in a movie. Globes are silly. Yeah. yeah. They're silly awards. But now they're taken somewhat seriously and they're used as a barometer for what's going to happen with the Oscars. Sure. But usually the Golden Globes, it's like, they don't know how to categorize them. So they have like things like, oh, make it a comedy. But yeah. Like, I mean, and oh. I get why the studio would have went for that. I get, you know, because they weren't going to win against The Revenant. So if you want a chance to win, you know, Best Picture or win Best Actor instead but of... Right. I feel like it lessens your property. But no, it, it did. Isn't it, it also it's... Best Comedy or Musical? Yes. Yeah. Like... And it wasn't They lumped those together right. Like it's a comedy Or a musical Or whatever Yeah it, it is silly <laughs> Really? And, uh, maybe it was Maybe it won Best for, drama Or romance <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it won for musical Was there a deleted scene With Matt Damon singing In the shower or something? Yeah well you know He was kind of <laughs> dancing In a, in a rover no, So maybe there, was it. there you go Done It's a musical Done Yeah The Revenant is up to About 92 million dollars Worldwide on its 135 million dollar budget So We'll see. We'll see what that ends up doing. But with all the Oscar buzz and nominations and everything, I think we'll continue to see it around for a while. Speaking of movies that will be around for a while, Star Wars The Force Awakens, 37% drop in week five, 26.5 million, puts it at 852.4 million domestic, another $1 billion plus 
foreign brings the worldwide total up to 1.84 billion dollars so it's still about a billion dollars shy of avatar so i know everyone thinks it's a slam dunk another billion dollars it's got a while to go it's open in china already so you've got that huge box office it just depends on how long it sticks around it makes me wonder how Avatar does. Yeah, I, exactly. I know. This how did it make this beat, money? This beat all what? the records in like one third of the time Avatar did. So how did it get another billion? As, I have as, no you know? idea. It's like, what were we thinking? Yeah, I, <laughs> it, it, it does seem so. I, the only thing I can think is that it was just a technological marvel. It was just a fluke because people, yeah. it was the first good 3D out yeah. there. And people wanted to see what 3D looked like. I mean, the story isn't anything great i mean well for those of us who hadn't seen house of wax or <laughs> jaws 3d that was probably yeah. the last big mainstream yeah 3d wasn't there a friday the 13th that was yes, 3D? three you're right yeah so it and didn't it, really count those yeah no i mean terrible i mean i won't argue with the fact that it was yeah, the great. first good 3d movie and, and you know and i think that's why people all over the world went to see it now every movie tax on 3D to make an extra three bucks and whether it's crappy or not. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of box office is gone. The, the technological. Right. Let me see what it looks like. Well, and it's so. also it's, what's weird is it's gone from like home theater, which is so funny because it tends to be better and brighter at home. Absolutely. I've got I, it on. I find it. I be, hate 3D movies in the theater and I've got a 3D TV and two 3D projectors. I enjoy it more at home. It's, but but it's 9D. Yeah. I know. I just put them all <laughs> next to each other. The glasses stack. It's great yeah but i think what we can determine from from the, from that little piece of information kevin loves the d he does <laughs> three yeah. of them at one time apparently <laughs> but the uh, anybody i know who doesn't have it when they ask about it, they're always like oh do you still have to wear the glasses it's like yes where did you we didn't take a time leap where <laughs> else yeah. Like, yeah. it's that what you're thinking of is holograms yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. when people ask me that i'm like yeah, we're still there. Yeah. Have you, like, we didn't go that far. You, you've you been to CES. Well, were you uh, there when they have the the TVs that you don't have to wear the glasses? Yeah, it's not. Dan, I don't want to blow yeah. your mind, but here in 2017, <laughs> yeah. it's all holograms. Yeah. Hey, can I, can I point out <laughs> that while you were there, why did you tell us the numbers of the Powerball? Can yeah. I point out that I didn't actually think you had a flux capacitor until I actually looked up on the wall? You actually do. You I, didn't lie. I actually do have a flux capacitor. <laughs> it lights up. Go. Turn it on for him, Kevin. Yeah. Oh my gosh, hey. and it's powered, ladies and gentlemen. It's a powered oh. flux capacitor. Oh, let me get the plutonium pumping. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah. There it is. I thought you were kidding at first, and then I actually paid attention. <laughs> oh, yeah. crap. Yeah. We're, well, th- thanks for vouching for us. <laughs> wait, wait, did you just turn it on so you could leave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. Crap. I, I think we're back in time to not come. <laughs> no, I think we're actually in 2018 now. <laughs> All right. What do we do? Is there enough to get us back? <laughs> well, we're talking about the new Star Wars movie while we're here. So. Yeah. yeah, wait a minute. Let's go see that and then go back. What did President Sanders think of it? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, we must have stepped on a butterfly, too. Uh, Star Wars doing all right for itself, but I don't know if it will make another billion. That, that's a lot of money. Doesn't seem like there's enough places left for it to open in. Right. That's yeah. what I mean. I mean, if we were waiting on some huge opening, but, you know, the China happened, you know. It's, you know what they should do? What's that? They should find, like, two deleted scenes, put them back in the oh, movie, God. and re-release it. Oh, that would be so... That's brilliant. Such- you know why Avatar may have... 
went longer is because um, at the time there wasn't really a lot of 3D TV I don't know, or any 3D TV yeah. and the only way to experience it was at the theater. Oh, no one could wait for it. Whereas like they've already announced the you, you can pre-order Force Awakens now. Right. Oh, you could the first week it came out I went to Walmart and I saw a little card for yeah. like 30 bucks and you get some posters. Like the day it came out in theaters you're pre-ordering the I'm really right stumped now. on that how that, how it got that far. What yeah, the, the yeah. I, two million, I think also you million. had week. I think you had weaker Januarys back then. Yeah. Like oh. the last couple of Januarys, we've had big movies. I mean, Revenant's doing well, and even and even. Uh, I mean, if you look at like the top three movies at the box office, basically made a hundred million dollars combined. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. You know, like yeah. you, you didn't used to see Januarys like that. No, they've. I you know they're getting smarter, and we've talked about this on the show. It's like. There's no competition, or at least there didn't used to be. Why would you not hold your movie over until yeah. January if well, it's the, decent and it, get that it, money? The, the, it used to be January's dumping ground. Right. And, but then the studio started figuring out, well, we can release these other movies in this dumping ground. Exactly. And, you know, look how well American no Sniper did last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. And then the year before that, you had Lone Survivor. I mean, so it's like these they've yeah. figured out ways to... And I, I think our number four movie is probably a little upset at The Revenant because I think... Based on last year, American Sniper kicked ass. The year before that, Lone Survivor. This I think, is I their, think 13 Hours yeah. kind of felt like, we'll just drop our military movie right there, and yeah. we should be good. Right, and, and it should have. I agree. And so uh, number four is 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. It made $16.5 million. That's on a $50 million budget. Not a huge budget, but but still, like you said, it should have done a lot better. And, I mean, that, that $33 million The Revenant took and had to have... Yeah, taking a, a huge I, chunk of that. I think if the Revenant wasn't doing so well in that same window, yeah. I, I think it would be thirteen hours of raking in all yeah. the cash. The trend, the trends show that from the last couple of years. Certainly, we'll get into that one later. Number five, Daddy's Home, the Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg movie, dropped thirty-seven percent in week four. Another nine point five million brings it to one hundred and twenty-nine point five million, almost domestic. That's great. Is that so, his highest-grossing movie? Uh, Will Ferrell's? Or, yeah. Let's see here. Well, I know it's not Mark Wahlberg because he was in Transformers. Right, right, 19. right, right. I'm sorry, yeah. He's one of those Transformers. Will Ferrell's highest gross. Uh, Talladega Nights actually brought in 148 million. Mega wow. Mind, which isn't a Will Ferrell yeah, movie. Yeah, right, Elf yeah. 173. Okay, but it's up there. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. He had cameos and the rest. So no, the next one would be Elf. So another 43 million. And well, I didn't realize Elf was that big of a hit. I, yeah, isn't that I, crazy? Did, I thought it was a bigger hit on home video, but I guess yeah, I thought it was as, as is usually the case with the holiday movies, right? Sure. Two hundred and twenty million worldwide on a thirty-three million dollar budget for Elf. That's so, crazy. I had no idea. And then yeah, I think it made bank on home video too. So they did all right on that. It one. still continues to do that. Yeah. Oh, every Christmas people talk about Elf, and then it's got, they've got the musical and yeah. partnerships all over. So yeah, it's it's gonna stick around. Number six, Norm of the North opened this weekend, six point four million dollars. Let me tell you a little bit of something about this damn movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of pissed me off. I went to see Norm of the North. First off, it's it's a piece. So like that's get that out of the way. Just get that out of the way. It looks like it would have to go up two levels of suck to be like direct to video quality. So wow, um, it's a pretty bad movie. And this is this is the one that st- who's the main character in this? Who Norm. voices? Yes, he's uh, from the north. Oh, seemed oh, pretty uh, straightforward. Uh, I don't understand the. Is Rob that. Schneider? Oh, that voice actor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Rob Schneider. Rob. So this is a Rob Schneider. It's Rob Schneider. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, so like, he's he, this is his usual. Update. Yeah, like even for a Rob Schneider movie, it was lazy. Okay. So the premise of the movie is that the polar he plays a polar bear. Right? Oh. And he's trying to save his Arctic habitat from <clears throat> global warming. Real estate developers. Oh. And. Uh, because okay. you know, 
Yeah. That's a huge, I mean, yeah. Uh, open a few Walmarts a out there. Movie. And, yeah. <laughs> so he's trying to save real estate developers. So through a whole series of convoluted machinations, he ends up in New York as the spokesperson for the real estate developing firm. And But everybody thinks he's a guy in a suit, but not an actual talking polar bear. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. All right. So there's a scene where him and his grandfather, the evil real estate developer, as if there's any other kind, right? So this is like Stan Stan Kroenke. Yeah. (laughs) And and he, uh, they, so he orders them to be killed. He wants them, he wants them killed. So he has two of his henchmen. He throws them in a plane and they're going to take them out and shoot them and dump them. This is a kid's movie, by the way. This isn't even the part (laughs) I'm upset about. And so, uh, He's like, you need to kill these two polar bears. And so they're going to kill the two polar bears. And then the polar bears say, hey, wait, you can't kill us because we're not polar bears. We're guys in suit. Right. And uh, and what a weird plot for a kid's movie. Yeah. And the and the guys are like, um, so the guys that are going to kill him are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll shoot a polar bear. I'll shoot an endangered species, but not a human being. Like I draw the line there. Like I'll strangle the hell out of a bald eagle, but I'm not going to kill an actual person. And uh and he's like, oh, my God, you're not really polar bears. He's like, well, we're we're talking. You think we're, we're talking polar bears like, you know, like, what do you think we are? Like the Easter Bunny? And it's like, you're a kid's movie. <laughs> you don't make jokes about there being yeah. no Easter Bunny in a goddamn kid's oh, wow. movie. Oh, that's weird. Like, what? The what do you holy think we are, hell? Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what? How does that get past anybody? <laughs> Like, somebody should have been like, you know, this is for six-year-olds, right? Yeah. Like, ah. That is weird. Well, that was time well spent. People. What's that? That was time well spent. Yes. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Glad you got that. Norm of the North. Not a good movie. Yeah, so I guess don't rush out to see that one. No. <laughs> well, uh, it's not doing very well, so Good. I don't know how much longer you'll have a chance. I guess we'll be It'll on home be, video. And, you know, and the thing is, given when it got released... And how long, what the life cycle is, it will probably be showing up on home video just in time to land in children's Easter baskets. Oh, that would be lovely. <laughs> which don't exist. Yeah, yeah, which don't exist. Who brought this to <laughs> me, Mommy? Enjoy your Easter basket. It's your last one. <laughs> that brings us to number seven, The Forest, which took a 53% drop to $6 million this weekend. It's second weekend release. Now $21.3 million. It's made another $1.2 million overseas. So just shy of $20 million worldwide on its $10 million budget. I mean, I, I, you know, it's a low-budget horror thriller type movie so i don't know how much more they expected out of that one but you dan did you see that or you just saw a trailer for it okay yeah i felt like i was good that you're yeah (laughs) and uh i didn't see it would you like to know why again (laughs) i want to know why for the trees (laughs) (laughs) we already got that one sometimes we don't get to listen to every episode so i like to repeat them i like to repeat the really a level material (laughs) <laughs> Let us know what you do. Oh, oh. oh. no! <laughs> so, damn it. I, maybe you know what? Maybe that's why Joe's not here this weekend because he wants to go <laughs> yeah. see Natalie Dormier. Oh, come on, now. poor Joe. <laughs> Number oui, eight. Oui. <laughs> C'est possible. <laughs> Number eight. The Big Short took in another five point four million dollars. Only a thirteen percent drop on that one in week six. It is now up to fifty point seven million dollars. Another ten million foreign brings it up to uh, just shy of sixty million dollars on its twenty eight million dollar budget. 
I guess going into Oscar season, that one's going to continue to make some more money. It's getting a lot of good word of mouth. So they got nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, and so. did more than one of the actors get nominated for Best Actor too? Or I don't remember. Uh, I, I can't remember what happened on that one either. I know Leo's in there for I mean, sure. Leo's in there. He's probably because they're lo- they're all white. <laughs> yeah, Fassbender's in there. <laughs> yeah, he's white. Um, Carell. Bale's got to be in there. He has that in his contract, right? If he does a movie, he gets an Oscar nomination. Yeah, it's that's, the law. Yeah. yeah. It's sure. not just a good idea. It's the law. <laughs> Number nine, Sisters. So that one's continuing to you know stay in the top ten at least. It made $4.5 million, a 37% drop. It's up to $80 million now. It actually made $8 million foreign. I think it just got released in the last week or two, so... 86 billion, 80 almost almost 90 million on a 30 million dollar budget. But it still seems still seems a little weak for me, but I I don't know if that is with the influx in comedies. I don't know if, you know, Daddy's Home making that much money around the same time and now we've got, you know, Kevin Hart and Ice Cube out there. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, a lot of like sort of A-list. Yeah, it's a lot comedian of comedian uh, movies. It's almost the like they time. all got the same idea to yeah. you know, put their movie in January. Yeah, that's rough. So I mean, you know, ninety million on a thirty million budget, and then you know, home video will do well. So obviously, this is a win for them. But it's it just seems—it just seems like this movie should have done better. You yeah, know? but yeah, I think I mean, I, it'll have more life on home video. I think a lot of those com- I, well, a lot of comedies in general. They, Definitely, they don't, you don't necessarily have to head out to the theater to experience no the, the movie yeah. because you know they're fine on small screen. Exactly. And rounding out the top ten, the Hateful Eight still sticking around there, but you know dropping quickly. Three point five million is a forty five percent drop in week four, so it only made forty seven point six million dollars so far domestic on its forty four million dollar budget. Throwing another seventeen point four million foreign, so it's just a little bit over sixty. Uh, that that definitely seems weak for this one. Do you think uh, the, the the controversial stuff with? You know anything? Quentin oh, the protest. Yeah, the Quentin Tarantino stuff. I think probably more the time and, and yeah. the time of the year that yeah. it was released. I, yeah. I mean, I think the running time. Yeah, and also that. I mean, people are like, well, if I want to devote like three hours to a movie, uh, I think I might see the Revenant. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Obviously, there are some they did that this ones. week. Yeah, it just you know, it's too bad. I mean, it's getting a lot of critical praise. It's a good movie. I think the consensus here, everybody liked it, but you know, it's it's number ten and it's only made forty six million dollars. I mean, if you look at like Django, for instance, one hundred sixty two million domestic, it ended up with Inglorious Bastards one hundred twenty million. So this one's quickly dropping at you know a third of what those other ones made their run. So I just the last time he did anything uh, contemporary was that Death Proof. Was that his last like like present day yeah yeah i think so Whew. yeah it's been a while Might so. i want to come back yeah <laughs> so that's the box office well thank you kevin you're welcome so uh so boy that's a <gasps> land speed record for us yeah well i think we, we can pin all our problems on joe <laughs> <laughs> so now we know now we know we finally well 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 yeah so he's a chatty one <laughs> He is, especially if you mention professional wrestling or Ronda Rousey. Yeah, well, I can get him on the phone to talk about uh, I think we're, The delay would kill us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's out with tonsillitis. Yeah. I thought he was out getting engagement photos taken with Blake. Oh, is that how that works? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then making salsa. And then, <laughs> yes. So, um, well, so I guess uh, I guess that's it for this episode. That's, yeah. that's like I said, that's a land speed record for us. But we'll uh, we'll we'll go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. This is Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Graney sixty seven G R A N E Y. 
You can find me at vidzu.com, which is Vidzu Media. This is John Lanius. Um, I just want to point out a couple things real quick. I didn't jump in a lot in what you guys were doing yeah. for a couple of reasons, because I'm saving all my stuff for, for, for the next episode, right? Sure. But I just want to point out that you have a poster in here that says Butch and the Kid are back, talking about, obviously, Butch uh, Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And at the bottom of the poster, it says, Here, Burt Bacharach's Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head is sung by B.J. Thomas. That bothers me. Why does that bother you? Because you're seeing the entire movie because of one song not sung by the guy that put it together. (laughs) I just wanted to share that with you. Okay. But Burt Bacharach sold a lot of his songs. I'm just look, look. You had a problem with (laughs) with that North movie. I'm just I'm just sharing with you where I was in 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 my head. But yeah, but he he most of his songs were sung by other people, weren't they? I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. I thought he like because I know he wrote a lot for uh, the black lady that had the psychic Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick. Yeah. Oh, Miss Cleo. That's true. Yeah, no, not Miss Cleo. Miss <laughs> Cleo. <laughs> well, now I, uh, now I must know. But uh, I, I think Google. Well, but I have to say, it's kind of a uh, wow. I mean, I think that they that was a selling point. Back, but that's, why, that, that's like, my point. Yeah. Boy, I, w- I was pretty excited about Paul Newman and Robert Redford, but you throw in Burt Bacharach and B.J. Thomas, and I'm going. You got What's me. What's weird too about that poster is that the title is in the same size and font as the actors. Yeah. The top of the the poster says. Butch and the Kid are back in the largest font on the poster. The title is in quotes, just this, blended in. Is this poster like a re-release poster? Yeah, what I mean or is I, like... No, I know what you're saying. Like, it says re-release by 20th Century Fox. Oh, and I don't know if that's okay, the, but for the re-release, I'm I, was, I thought you were calling them out. I'm like, it's pretty tiny. That would make sense because I was just thinking, like, it's not a sequel. <laughs> why are they back? So why would you <laughs> position your movie as they're back? You yeah. now understand why my mind was completely transfixed on this throughout the whole process. Yeah. It is odd, the whole alignment of the... Meanwhile, Let's, Catherine Ross is like, "Come on, bastard!" Just yeah, you know, it, it, maybe it's because it went back in theaters. It's got to be <laughs> yeah. something for that because yeah, yeah, Butch and the Kid are back in huge font, like a title, <gasps> and then yeah, the title is tiny. Just for I'm the, glad after 152 episodes, <laughs> just we for finally, the, I, I love right below attention to this. Butch and the Kid are back, and then right below it, just for the fun of it, like, <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> if memory serves, how that movie ended? Unless you're well, okay, <laughs> disregard Bolivia, but yeah, with the exception of Bolivia, it was really. Fun, yay! <laughs> like, well, that's got to be a re-release post. Yeah, I think that's safe to say because it would. So, Burt Bacharach songs. He, uh, let's see, he wrote <laughs> the story of my life. Is that a hit? I don't know. Uh, Sounds like I should know it, but I, you know, magic moments for Perry Como. Isn't there like a One Direction song or like a New Age song? It's like story of my life. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. That, that's that's I, like you're asking. <laughs> I know like Harry room. Styles was right in the room with us. Right. That was crazy. <laughs> right. Let's see. Uh, I'm just going the wheels on my wife. Baby, it's you for the Shirelles. Yeah. Let's see. I'm just kind of scanning. I mean, I can just throw knives on the table if you guys want to go. <laughs> it might be faster. <laughs> Don't make me over for Deanne Warwick. Wishing and hoping for Deanne Warwick. Blue on blue for Bobby Vinton. Uh, so he was predominantly a, a writer versus performer. Uh, they l- long to be close to you for Richard Chamberlain. The I don't know. Is that the Carpenter song? Yeah, it says it gets covered by the Carpenters later in 1970. So yeah, wives and lovers. To Dan's point, though. To Dan's point, it's interesting that that's a selling point because <laughs> back when that movie came out, yeah, 
you, the only way you could hear things was to go and buy it. Right. right. So the fact that they're inviting you to go to this movie so you can hear a song and have only one moment with it yeah. right. is very odd to me. Yeah. I did mean yeah. to send us all down this weird <laughs> no, tangent. No, no. This is what we do. It's okay. okay. This we, is yeah. what we do. Yeah. We, like, yeah, no, we love that sort of stuff. Besides, we're like 15 minutes shy anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, no, that's perfect then. I just, I just wanted to make sure. Like, the, 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 This is my first time meeting the, meeting the dynamic of the show, yeah. right? And so you know, a lot of the way that I am that the government trained me to do, which we'll talk about in the next episode, right? <laughs> Especially with the movie 13 Hours. I'm just saying that I'm trying to figure out your guys' dynamic. And now that I get a sense of it, now I feel a little more comfortable to kind of stick my, you know, oh, my, yeah. Oh, yeah. my foot in the water. Oh, you know yeah, what no, I mean? We, 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 almost, like the... we almost called the show Tangents, I mean, at one point. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah. Uh, let's <laughs> we see. We go off on Tangents. That was very weird that it was so concise earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bert, uh, Bert Bacharach songs, Walk On By for Dion Warwick. Yep. Okay. House Is Not At Home for Dion Warwick. Okay. Well, I don't know what this is, but by God, I need to hear it. Me, Japanese boy, I love you. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Kevin, please we, somebody bring that pl- up. Kevin, pl- we found our outro song for this yes, episode. Please, please me, somebody bring that up. Me, Japanese boy, I love you. Anata wa Nihongo Dego. Seriously. Is that how you say it in, J- in Japanese? Yeah. Huh? Like that. Not a joke. Nihongo ga suku shimasu mamada zozu zarimasen. How about so, that? Yeah. By the way, I'm... I'm I was uh, about to stop you. I'm like, this is offensive. And no, then you're like, no, I'm no, actually speaking Japanese. No, no. See, I'm multilingual, which relates to my government background, which we'll talk about in the next episode with the movie 13 Hours. This is called Teaser. It's right yeah. there. Wow. It's right there. Uh, there's always something there to remind me. He wrote that. Yeah. Can you... Are, are you actually able to play the song? I think if you get to Just, Me, Japanese Boy, I think that will probably it, bring up the right it's thing. It's not on Pornhub. <laughs> Don't oh, do that. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, I was going to say, it'll, it'll bring up something far yes. different. If it's a red tube link... <laughs> I mean, red tube? What's red tube? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. That's... So this that's is... YouTube Red. Turn that up. There we go. Oh, wow. Yep. Burt Baccarat stuff always freaks me out. It's always creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It always sounds like it could be played ironically in a horror movie. Yeah. 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 I usually, this is like, I, and somewhere in the background, somebody's being dismembered. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. I no, I, I'm completely yeah. on board with you there. All right. Carving. Carving, yeah. See? By the way, now, uh, see, directors that are listening to this are actually going to take this idea, and yeah. in a year from now, we're going to see that, and they're not going to credit any of you guys. Yeah, it happens all the time. And his name is Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> and this, you know... What was the song they used in that 10 Cloverfield Lane trailer? They did something like that. Oh, that, oh gosh, yeah. They, well, that was... That was kind of cool because they just literally slowed it down right it was like ooh creeper that yeah. was a cool trailer no, it was cool uh, i saw that trailer last night by the way the only reason why i saw 13 hours was because i knew i was going to be here today well thank you well all right that's yeah. th- hey, right but but i mean you guys were talking about <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. right well i'm just saying but but earlier you guys were talking about 13 hours and how it didn't do very well right yeah. well i mean like not a joke like i've worked for every government agency out there mm-hmm. in one capacity or another over the course of my six years when i when i did that work and i wasn't going going to see that movie if i'm not going to see that movie right, right. then hardly anybody's going to see that movie right 
Do you think I didn't see the movie Well you know Maybe I mean This is kind of Box office related I won't get into the movie But do you think The Michael Bay name Scares people yes. off Yes yeah. Directed by Michael Bay There were So there are a lot Of my Hollywood friends And I can show you Like messages I, ha- I had with them Where they're like Why did you go and see that And a, and a, a good friend of mine um, Who's a Getty photographer He's you know He's worked with Michael A lot And he was like Why did you even Go see that movie I said Because I'm going to Be on a podcast tomorrow And he was like Well what did you think And I said You can clearly see when Michael Bay is in charge, and you can clearly see when others aren't, I'll I'll share more about that in, yeah. in, in the next episode. But I don't think Michael Bay was the right choice for it. Yeah, well, I think certainly just by name alone. I mean, I'm I'm thinking the box office is definitely related to that because when you want to see a Transformers movie and huge explosions, and I mean, he's your guy. It's that type of movie, but he's this is guy, a different audience. A, a probably. couple times, he's not your guy. I I think times. the mistake they made from a box <laughs> office standpoint is I felt like they tried to keep the marketing of the film. Apolitical Yeah Yes And I think for the most part I felt like the movie Was fairly apolitical Like it wasn't Like Benghazi Has obviously become A hot political Football topic And And I feel like they didn't want to alienate potential people from the movie, so they tried to keep it, yeah. you know. Well, and, it was vague. And, I, and I think that was a mistake because I think the people that are on the left that are like Benghazi is all a bunch of made up BS. They were never going to go to this movie anyway. And the people, I'm just talking marketing now. Yeah. And the people on the right that are like, you know, Benghazi is the rallying cry. As soon as they hear that they're trying to play it straight and keep it neutral and apolitical, they're like, I'm out. Yeah. Right, and I and I also think the marketing was very vague. You have a clear star of this movie that wasn't in any of the marketing material as the star until I pointed out to Tom off off air. But um, the now like the Twitter profile and the Facebook profile and all these posters are all John Krasinski. Yeah, he is the star of the movie. But then you've got people saying, "Who's in this movie?" And you go, "Jim from The Office is a badass." <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, gun, right. you know, guy toting a gun around like, you know, so I think it's just an odd combination of things. Like, how do you market that? But would that draw more? I don't know. It's just kind of a mess to market this mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, you should say where you're where people can find you. We stopped halfway. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, there yeah. You I derailed us off onto this weird tangent. Ah, yeah. well, uh, you can find me on Twitter. This is Kevin. And follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. I, I forgot to give my Twitter. Oh, absolutely. It's at Vidzumedia John. Okay. Thanks for letting me share. No problem. That's what we're here for. <laughs> and, uh, don't forget, uh, if you would like to continue the conversation online, we are there waiting for you at facebook.com slash real spoilers. You can email us at real spoilers at reviewstl.com or you can follow us on Twitter at real spoilers. Uh, if you like the show, you can share with your friends. Join the League of Show Sharers that we read off at the beginning of the show. Uh, just go to our Facebook page, click share, and if you have your privacy settings set in a way that doesn't block out the whole world from seeing you, then we will see that you did that and we will tell the world that you were kind enough. So it's a great way to start 2016 it is or 2017 if you're there already yeah totally people and i'm gonna tell you as somebody who's already in 2017 that uh people are doing it like crazy and so you really you want to get out ahead of the curve on this you don't want to be the guy that didn't show up to the yuzu concert until zuropa yeah right like you you want to be the guy that saw him at the club exactly you know so on the war tour yeah that's all I'm saying. Yeah, so oh, definitely. So anyway, uh, so also don't forget we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate and review and subscribe. It helps us a lot, and we greatly appreciate it. So I believe that's everything I need to say. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Until uh, next time, 13 hours. As you can tell, we've finally warmed John up. He's willing to talk to us now, and uh, he'll have all sorts of interesting things to share with us. Uh, coming up on our very next episode, 13 hours. Until then, you've been warned. 
And a blue and 